Geordie chat with poops and tunes. Games at home and away. Story stats and history about football in Australia. Welcome to Kick to Kick is backwards and coming forwards here for our round 12 review, Charlie. Yes, here we are. Um, the first of the bye weeks. Yeah, very, yeah. Um, so a bit less footy to talk about this week. And I'm very, like four weeks of bye rounds. Why can't they just do it in two? I know, just get it done. Done and dusted. It annoys me. Is it just like... Well, I guess it means that we have footy for longer, I guess. Yeah, I, I get that, but... It's <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, just these sort of missing weeks. And the ladder's not a really true Exactly, like, for four weeks, yeah. it's, it's going to be unequal. Of what's going on. Um, well, let's get stuck into it, shall we? Shall into we? the season. Uh, into the round. Actually, before you do... Oh, please. Players will kick goals in every... Round this year, we've got, oh. we're down to four. Isaac Rankin has now been knocked out. Oscar Allen, Charlie Kerno, Ben King, Aaron Norton, nearly there four we left. Go. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if we'll have more than one person make it to the end of the season, or even one. Well, like Fritch. Fritch made it all the way last year. Last year, he mm-hmm. certainly did. Uh, uh, my money would be on Aaron Norton to be the the last man standing okay. on that list. Interesting, Oscar. Oscar Allen would be mine. Okay. In the team, worst team in the league. He's kicking he's goals. He's still kicking goals and multiple goals. Yeah. He reminds me of Carl Langdon, like the way he, like his bright, bright white hair. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, let's well let's get stuck into it. So Friday night, uh, in in the freezing cold at the G, we had Melbourne versus Carlton. What and a terrible game! Yes, you were yes, there. It was tell me, was it as bad live? Um, it was probably worse on television, I imagine. Yeah, because at least live, you you know you can't see everything that's going on. But gee, it was ugly. Yeah, I, when I saw that the t- disposal efficiency of both teams was above fifty percent, I was surprised. It was and not good. Honestly, you should have won by more. You had a lot of shots on goal that were very gettable. Yeah. You missed. So. And they, we kept them to the the silver lining was that we kept them to very low uh, inside fifties. What was it? What was the score? Sixty-one to forty-four. And what was it? Six goals, eight. Uh, it was. Eight goals, thirteen for for us to six goals, eight. Yeah, yeah. It's only fourteen scoring. That's not yeah. Yeah, great. Um, only the third time these two teams have played on a Friday night. The other times have been nineteen eighty and two thousand eleven. Wow. Um, and obviously playing for the unofficially now playing for the RD Barassi Trophy. Yes. Which Melbourne have retained. I think you haven't beaten, they haven't beaten you since two thousand seventeen. Let's keep that good time rolling. Yep. Um, and a streak came to the end. Sam Walsh he finished with twenty two disposals. Before that, he had been on a twenty on a game on a streak of twenty five plus twenty nine games of getting twenty five plus disposals. Yeah, yeah, with um, edging towards Rory Laird, who holds the record with thirty four. Wow. Yeah, the record that's on record. Obviously, yes. Obviously, yeah. we know Hayden Bunton probably did it in the thirties. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the classic. Yeah. The the big asterisk is usually Hayden Bunton. Yeah. Or Bobby Skilton or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Skilton surely would have done it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's let's head to Saturday where we start with Port Adelaide and Hawthorne and Port have uh, continued that streak. What an interesting game. I didn't I, yeah, I didn't see too much of this one. Port were at 100 points by half time. Mm-hmm. First time that's happened since 2019 when Richmond did it against the Gold Coast. Um, but they really took their foot off the gas in the second half and Hawthorne outscored them and, and kind of, you know, made their fans a bit happier. So it looked like it was going to be an absolute rout. It was going to be yeah. 100 and 130 points plus. Yeah. And the Hawks made a, not a game of it, but more respectable scoreline. Mm-hmm. But now Port have got nine wins in a row, which is a club record for them. No, I thought it was. I thought that was eight. In eight, eight, no, was eight was a record, the they, record, which they'd got f- 
three or four times. But yep. Now they officially have nine in a row, the, the best for their um, AFL team of all time. Amazing. Yeah. Also, Port's 200th win in South Australia. Okay. There you go. Yep. Um, during the game, Luke Bruce joined the special club. He kicked. He became the seventh Hawk to kick 500 goals. Here are the other ones. We have Jared Roughhead, Buddy Franklin, Michael Moncrief, Peter Hudson, Lee Matthews, and Jason Dunstall. Pretty good list. Isn't it? Like, there's some pretty big names to be sitting alongside. <laughs> yeah. Um, and fun fact, this is the fourth time a player has kicked their 500th goal on June the 3rd. Okay. There's an old one there from Swamp Thing. Um, other players who have done it are Fraser Gehrig for St Kilda, Brent Harvey for North Melbourne, and Jeremy Cameron for the Cats and the Giants. Wow. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Real weird. That is yeah, such a niche stat, but it I is like real it. niche. I like that a lot. Uh, our next game was West Coast versus Collingwood. Yeah, so the Eagles, credit to them, they put up a fight in the third quarter, definitely, mm-hmm. and their fans came to watch. Which and they we, do. They always yeah, do, And we talked they? about that's the difference between them and Fitzroy. Yeah. Their on-field performances, yes, are very Fitzroy-like, but off the field, they are nowhere like Fitzroy. Yeah. Um, Jack Crisp became the sixth player to play 200 consecutive games, joining Steins, Uze, Goods, Titus, and Kirk. Yeah, what did... um. Uh, Jock finished on 199, didn't he? Something like that, yeah. yeah. He missed, didn't missed quite make just. It. I'm sure they can find an extra game for him yeah. if they look back. And how far away is um uh, is Zach Tui from that? He's not far behind that, is uh, he? Consecutive games? Oh, no, can, no, no, but he's um he's almost reaching reached Steins, hasn't he? For, com- for, for, for Irish com- games, yes. Combined, yeah. yeah. Um, now, watching this game, it reminded me of one from about 20 years ago where Collingwood were bottom and West Coast were top, and I think, I'm pretty sure Collingwood beat them, and I think that might be the last time the bottom team has beaten the top team in a round. Okay. I, I might be wrong about that. I was watching and go, oh, could that happen again? No. But nah. No. Collingwood were. In the end, too good. I mean, they, they weren't super impressive. They, no. They, and that often happens when you play those lower down teams. Yeah. Um, but they got the job done. They won. Yep. Yep. Yeah, convincingly. Yep. And yep. Only, you know, they were down by one point early on and they came back like they do. That, that was it. Yeah. Um, the next game was uh, Saturday night. We had the Doggies versus Geelong, and this was a this was a uh, great yeah great game. Few um, few lead changes throughout the Origin Energy Western Victoria Cup, maybe. Okay, yeah. Um, Twenty two individual goal kickers in the match, mm. the most for the season. Tom Stewart kicked his first goal since round seven, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um, also, another niche little stat here: Tom Hawkins moved ahead of Brent Harvey for games kicking at least one goal. Okay. He's now outright fifth. Rewalt's one game ahead of him. So um, Hawkins is on 289, one ahead of Brent Harvey. Rewalt's on 290 games. Lee Matthews, 296. Buddy Franklin, 301. Oh, no, sorry, I've got this wrong. Let me read this again, Charlie. <laughs> Kevin Bartlett holds the record, 329 games. Lance Franklin, 316. Lee Matthews, 301. Um... Jack, oh, I don't know how I've structured this. Anyway, Tom Hawkins is one off real. He's <laughs> okay. in the top five. And top five. Yeah. And I mean, if the, what did you say the leader was? Uh, Bartlett with two, 329. Okay. So he's got, an, so he's got to get another season. Got two more seasons. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe one more with finals. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, After this one. Yeah, yeah. perhaps. Um, and here's a fun fact I found as well. Uh, Tom Liberatore has never beaten the Cats. That is a very He's interesting He's played them 11 times and they've never won against them. 
She said that felt I felt like it was it was theirs to win on Saturday night and then yeah, and then Gary Rowan just came alive in the in that last yeah. little bit of play. That's and, what he does, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. He says his little cameos. Yep, and that's all he needs to do. Yeah. Um, so that takes us to the other game on Saturday night, and that was Adelaide versus Gold Coast. And the Suns are looking all right. Maybe sunny. our tip of them making finals wasn't as stupid as we thought <laughs> the sun four is weeks shining. ago. Especially in Darwin. Two games in a row in Darwin. They've won. Um, they kicked nine goals in a row, which is the equal most goals in a row the Suns have ever kicked. Mm-hmm. They did this three times last season, actually. Okay. 35 points they were down by and they came back. It's the biggest comeback of the season by any team. How, how much was it, did 30, you say? 35 points. That's a good comeback. Yeah. Uh, Jack Lacocious is the first Gold Coast player to kick five goals in back-to-back games. Jeez, Collingwood would hate that, that they're yeah. not the leading comeback kings. I know, wouldn't yeah. they? They have only done it like twice, three times <laughs> this year, really. Um, it's the third game the Crows have lost this year when they were leading by at least 25 points as well. They were the same against Collingwood and GWS. So, yeah, some people are calling them flat-track bullies. Yeah, The Crows can't win away from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But good on you, sons. And that's it. Um, and then we've got the Giants versus the Tigers on Sunday. And a few goals kicked in this game. There was. Um, also had 22 goal kickers this game, just like the Doggies and the Cats game. Um, the Tigers' 12-game streak of not winning games decided by six points or fewer is over. Yeah, there you they go. They finally won one. Didn't look likely. They were down by a goal with two minutes to go as well. Um, Giants are also the first side to win a game after being second to 100 and lose a game after being first to 100 in the same year since Adelaide did it 10 years ago, 2013. <laughs> so against Sydney, they were second to 100. And yesterday, they were first to 100 and lost it. So they've been on both ends of that. <laughs> They're the exceptions that prove the rule. Yes, right? exactly. Yep. And then the final game of the season was your boys uh, Essendon versus North Melbourne yesterday afternoon, and geez, that would have been a it was a, a tight affair. Game. Yeah. North yeah. Melbourne were good. Some of their young guns are going to be absolute stars mm. as long as they can hold on to them. This is yeah, yeah. Well, they, sh- they should be able to. Yeah, as long as Hawthorne doesn't poach them or something like that. Mm. Um, Essendon won their ninth straight win over the Roos, which is good. Good little streak over yeah. there. Yeah, old school rivals. Um, I'm giving Zach Merritt the Archer Herd Medal for best on ground. Okay. Yeah. He had, I think, 34 disposals. Yeah. yeah it was all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and just an Essendon, a sixth on the ladder. Oh, it's a strange feeling. What's going on there? Dimmy, do you still stand by the fact you don't want to make finals oh, this year? I don't really want to make finals. <laughs> it's going it's, it's to happen, though. Every time we win, I'm like, yes, but oh, no, yeah. I don't want to make finals. But, but I, I do think Brad Scott will approach it differently, and like his expectations have been pretty low, and he's, I think, the only coach that came out and said, you know, we're not aiming for finals, we're aiming for development this year. And so yeah. we probably will make finals, but I just I don't want to have to travel interstate because that's what always happens. And I don't like that monkey on our back of having not won a final for so many days. Like we need to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if we can play a game, in, if we can play a final in Melbourne, well, you, you never know. I mean, where you're sitting is looking pretty good. And I'm just looking at the teams that did have the bye this week. You had Brisbane, St Kilda, Freo, and uh, Swans. None of them would really affect where you stand on the yeah. ladder anyway. Apart from maybe Freo if they have a good win. So if we could play like St Kilda, mm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe St Kilda at the G. I'd be happy with that. I could deal with that. It's very interesting. I, I feel like we, we talked a couple of times about how oh, we thought the eight was set and then oh, if this happens, then it might change. But it's I, I feel like there's still a lot of movement. It's a lot to play out. A lot to play out. Because yeah. teams, 
Teams are very much up and down. There's no one... There's, there's still a lot of surprise packets going on and games that you'd think would be easy ones that aren't. And, you know. mm. um, yeah, so, and it's going to be hard to kind of look at the ladder in the, across the next few weeks yes. yep. properly. Um, can you do me a favour though? Look at, look at the Gold Coast. Find the Gold Coast for me on your ladder there. How many wins, how many losses are there? Uh, Gold Coast, uh, 12 wins. Uh, sorry, four wins. No. Six wins. Six wins. How many losses? Six. And their percentage? 100 exactly. 100 exactly. Parity. Mm. Um, not many teams finish on exact parity, especially this late in the season. No. Like it, it, it's harder to do. So well done, Gold Coast. Same for and against. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're doing okay. They're balancing those books very well up on the Gold Coast. They are. Um, let's check in with the Coles goals for the round. So no surprise that Gold Coast, uh, Port Adelaide have the Coles goals yes. for round 12 uh, with 23 goals, 13 points, 151. One point off the highest score of the season. So still hold by dog, the Lions and maybe them. There's another team who've done it as mm-hmm. well. Um, and Cole's goals for the whole season. It's getting close, actually. Cats have overtaken you. I was going to say. Yeah. 176 goals to the Cats, 175 to the Ds. Uh, and then we go back third place. We've got Collingwood now, 166. Yeah, there's those. that percentage is pretty strong. Yep. And the Eagles have only just cracked 100 and... 100 goals in round 12. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's not pretty. Not great. Um, let's quickly look ahead as well, Charlie. Yeah, looking ahead to round 13. So this week, our teams with buyers are just the Cats and the Suns. Okay, so that makes it so eight games. So, yeah. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can deal with that. can deal with that. I exactly. dealt with that for years, so that's fine. So starting this Thursday at the SCG, we've got Sydney versus St Kilda. Ah, okay. So this is a big game. So it's the Pride match. Yep. I've been playing that since 2016. Nice. Traditionally, the Lakeside Premiership. The lakeside, yeah, exactly. So, obviously, South Melbourne grew into the Swans. Mm-hmm. So, once upon a time, South Melbourne and St Kilda both shared grounds that were on the late Albert Park Lake. Yeah, one side to the other, junction to, yeah, Lakeside over. So, so, between 1938 and 1964, they played for the Lakeside Premiership pennant. Mm. Um, and every time they played, they'd, they'd award this. And there was an actual pennant. There was one year with St Kilda. They they had a big ceremony for actually winning it, didn't they? Yeah, because they had lost quite a few. Yeah, and they're, they're de- they're, it's definitely skewed in the Swannies' favour. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, big thing. And they actually they've, they've never found the, the like the actual pennant. It's gone missing. Oh. Check your garages, people. Yes. This is also Buddy Franklin's, assuming he plays 350th game. Huge, huge. He moves into the 21st of equal 21st for most games. Of AFL VFL history, joining Doug Hawkins and Eddie Betts, who are also on 350. Um, and just ahead of him is Matty Pavlich, who's on 353, and he should move into top 14 by the end of the season. Wow. Yeah. As long as he keeps on going. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't get too injured. Mm. Amazing. Uh, Friday night, we have the Doggies versus Port Adelaide yeah, at Marvel. Port going for 10 in a row. Be, that'd be massive. Mm. It would. Good game. That, that'll be a very good game, I think. I very agree. doable. Um, yeah, because it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if the Doggies get up and, and, and beat them either. So, yeah, yeah, in Melbourne, yeah. But um, the, the Port Adelaide do have a very good record at Marvel. At Marvel, yeah. Um, Saturday, we have the Hawks versus Brizzy at the G. Yep, I think this is the Lions' first game at the G this season. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how they take on... That's a yeah, long time. Interstate teams for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Yep, so that should be that could be an alright game as well. 
um, Adelaide and West Coast, those flat track bullies. As oh, we in just Adelaide, that'll in be Adelaide. 100 point win, you reckon? <laughs> Well, Tech, you, Tex Walker's two fiftieth. You would think you'd think there'd be a, a bit of a walkover. Yeah. Um, Frio versus Richmond at Optus Oval. So Frio coming off the bye as well. Yeah. Um, we know traditionally teams coming off the bye generally don't do as well. No. So maybe Richmond are in with a chance. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, then on Sunday we have North Melbourne versus GWS. Got a North due for a win. Yeah, They're and it's it's down, down in Tassie. Tassie. Yeah. It's yeah. They could get it done. Yeah, they need it. They they deserve a win. They do. Yeah, but you don't get what you deserve sometimes, true. especially in this game. True, true. Ah, uh, and then the old, the old rivalry, Carlton to Essendon. It is. It is a very old rivalry, yeah. and I'm an Essendon supporter who you know born in the '80s, so grew up in the '90s. I I hate Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> and we played them in yeah, obviously '93 Grand Final. We beat them '99 Prelim. They beat us. Yeah. Took it like kept us from that premiership. Um, but it still burns with me. Still annoys me. I, I still know exactly where I was when I found out, and <laughs> it annoys me. Um, so to all the fans, yeah, that's a massive rivalry. Um, we generally hate Carlton more than Collingwood or any other team. Mm-hmm. I think that's most uh, Essendon supporters. Um, they're trying to start like a, a King's Birthday Eve match, like like you got like Richmond and Carl. Richmond, I don't mind Melbourne that. have the um, Anzac Day Eve. Yep, we're trying to build a King's Birthday Eve. And why not? Yeah, right. It's a great idea. I mean, some people celebrate their birthday the night before, don't they? Yeah. 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 Exactly. And then the final match of the round, the big freeze at the G between the, Melbourne and Collingwood. The first King's birthday match since uh, round 7, 1951. And who was that match between, Timmy? Well, there's actually three matches that day, Charlie. Okay. So we had North Melbourne beating Fitzroy by 33 points, South Melbourne beating Footscray by 47 points, and Richmond beating Melbourne by 14 points. Mm, okay. Yeah. This will also, I believe, it will also be the Demons' 2,500th game. Wow. It's a lot of games. It is a lot of games. I'll have to double-check that fact, but I think I read that somewhere. Okay. So that's a, that's going to be a big one. That's exciting. You're going? Yes. I just saw Eric Banner's going down the slide today. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen any of the any of Eric that. Banner, Mick Fanning, um, Jason Dunstall, yeah, there's a few, Taylor Harris. Yeah, no, nice. There's a few of them. Yeah, what an amazing um, achievement. Is this number nine? Number nine. Um, what, yeah, what an incredible um, legacy in it, uh, for, for Neil Danaher. And he would never have expected to live this long and have been able to see it no. grow into what it's become, no. this tradition. It does annoy me that it's not Melbourne Essendon. Yeah, because of him. Neil Danaher has yeah. no connection to Collingwood. No, but that was always the Queen's birthday game before. Yeah, I know, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, so I, yeah. I get that, but... yeah. Why can't Essendon and Melbourne play for something like the Neil Danaher or something? Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, so let's finish off. Uh, two things to say. Firstly, we've got a friend called Nick who says he listens to our show. I'm not <laughs> sure wanna, he does. You want to test him? I want to test him. Nick, I know you're getting a, you're getting a dog soon, a female dog. And I've got some, some... And he's a demon supporter. So here's some demons-themed names you could possibly name his dog. Okay. Ch- chime in if you've got some. Obviously, we've got... You know, Daisy, Pac, Smitho, Taylor, any of those from the AFLW team. Yes, yep. Reigning premiers. Here's a, f- a few more for you. Phoebe, spelled F-E-B-E-Y. Love it. Norma. Yep. Flower. Yeah, I was going to say flower, yeah. Uh, Ronnie. <laughs> nice. Cozzy. Cozzy. What about Fuchsia? Fuchsia, yeah. Max can be a girl's name. Maxine. Yeah, absolutely. Clary. Would Clary work? Clary could work. Yeah. Clary could work. Surely some. Get it, get it involved. Yeah. 
Yeah. A, a good a good days uh, days themed name would be perfect. Yeah. Owens had a um, one of those fighting fish called <laughs> Checker. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was red and blue. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm assuming it was a boy. Well, Checker would work for a girl. Yeah. Sure. Checker would yeah. work absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick, just don't, um, don't tell uh, your partner why. You're naming it that. Just say this is a really good name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had to think about along it. Yeah, with it. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. And also, shout out to two people: Liz Olney of the Fitzroy Football Club. She became the first woman to play 100 games for that famous old club. Amazing. And Andrew Kelly played 400 games this weekend in the Colac region, playing for Elvi and Birigara. Oh my god! Amazing. Yeah. Legends of the Bush. Love to hear us. All right, let's finish off. His song of the week is We'll Be There by Mike Brady and Noel Rex Delbridge. Fantastic. Well, until uh, until after uh, King's birthday, Timmy. Hooroo! We were there in the rain and mud We were there when they sweated tears and blood Saturday just wouldn't be the same We'll be there, cause footy is our game We'll be there, when they're riding high We'll be there, when they want to cry We'll be there, when the finals come We'll be there, when the flag is won We'll be there this year, we'll be there Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward in Coming Forward. You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and what we use in this show, go to our website, which is kicktokick.podbean.com. Thanks very much for listening.